That's right, 145 days. Imagine if it was your loved one trapped behind enemy lines in the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. Uh, Everything we have said and have been saying about what is happening, people being murdered in broad daylight, women and and girls uh, being persecuted, not going to work and school, it's all true. Joe promised not to abandon Americans. Americans are still stuck there. Military family members are stuck there. Thousands of green card holders are stuck there. And there's no hope as of now of getting any of them out. Nobody nobody wants to talk about that. They've all turned the page on this. They are singularly focused on one issue, and that, of course, is what I told you on Monday that they would focus on, and that is January the 6th, the one-year anniversary of the riot that happened at the Capitol. And, you know, um, we've been very consistent on this program about this. You can't riot. Now, what we're going to learn, you will hear directly from today, the former Pentagon chief of staff, guy by the name of Cash Patel. And Cash Patel, again, former Pentagon chief of staff. And he has now gone before the January 6th committee. And all they wanted to do is spend time asking him about the Afghanistan withdrawal more than the capital attack. Now, what he has in his uh, publicly released timeline and what he has said is and that nobody in the media mob will focus on. And Mark Meadows focused on it on Hannity tonight. And by the way, we're going to do a little comparing and contrasting on this show and tonight on Hannity on, on the TV show. And that is, you know, how Democrats can compartmentalize and ignore 574 riots in the summer of 2020 lie and call the mostly peaceful protests when in fact they were anything but how they can do that and only focus on the one riot but what cash will tell you is two days before january 6th that donald trump authorized in in other words he's the president he authorized calling up the national guard knowing that there was going to be large crowds marching to the capitol that were going to be right in Washington, D.C. You know, I'm sure liberals, there, Evan Hannity, that's evidence right there. You're talking about it. Donald Trump knew. Well, if he knew that something was planned, like what seemed to be a spontaneous riot unfold, although there might have been agitators, I'd like to get to the bottom of people that pre-positioned certain items around uh, the Capitol, uh, apparently the night before, that's, that story seems to have just died, and we haven't gotten any more details on it, because we've got to protect our institutions. We've got to protect our our elected officials. I said it in real time that day, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but we need to get to the bottom. So President Trump understood we just came off a summer of rioting in the, in the summer of 2020, 574 riots, and I'll give you more details in a moment, but uh, we know that billions of dollars in property damage occurred, arson and looting. We know that dozens of Americans died. We know that thousands of police officers were hurt, many severely. And there's no committee, there's no commission, there's no concern, there's no discussion ever about about what happened in the summer of 2020. Now, if this committee was serious, now you got seven Democrats that hate Donald Trump. I think they all voted to impeach him. I think everybody on the panel voted to impeach him post-presidency. So they want to litigate this again, which is what I keep saying. It's, it's you know, they, they can write their report today, 
because they've already concluded what they've concluded. And it's a predetermined outcome. And it's just an exercise to stretch it out as long as they possibly can in the hopes that Donald Trump will be forever smeared and, and never able to run again for office. As a matter of fact, Liz Cheney said it this weekend on, on numerous Sunday shows that she was on. You know, this man who has demonstrated he's at war with the rule of law. He's demonstrated how he's willing to blow through every guardrail of democracy. He can never be anywhere near the Oval Office again. He's demonstrated a complete lack of fitness for office. I think one of the really important things that this committee has to do is lay out the facts for the American people so that they really have a sense of the truth of what happened that day. Okay, let's take Liz Cheney at her word here for a minute. Um, If that's what she really believes... Um, will this committee, now that we know two days prior, Donald Trump authorized National Guard troops to be called up, will 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 she investigate why the Speaker of the House, who had to sign off on this, you, know, you, hear, you will hear directly from the person that has a perfect timeline uh, and that was involved in this, And it turns out Nancy Pelosi rejected the call for National Guard troops. Somebody needs to ask why. Now, why would you want National Guard troops, Hannity? Well, we just came off the riots in the summer of 2020, 574. We had a lot of dead Americans, injured cops, and a lot of property damage. We know that political tensions were running high. We know that a massive crowd was making its way to Washington, D.C. We knew the day before on January 5th. And, you know, and we know in any big crowd, any big crowd, I don't care, you know, if it's right wing, left wing, it doesn't matter. Conservative, liberal, there's always bad actors in crowds like that, always. And yet the mayor of D.C. and Nancy Pelosi refused to go along with the president's request to call up the National Guard. Now, we also know that there were six separate attempts by the D.C. Capitol Police chief to call up the National Guard. And that was he was denied every single time, even before the day started. He was asking for help. We have huge crowds. This is common sense. We and, and I agree with the principle. We've got to protect our capital. We've got to protect our elected officials. This is what I said on radio on January 6th as this was happening. The people that seem to always want to praise peaceful protesters are the media and the Democratic Party because they went to great lengths to defend and even instances where there was violence. They didn't condemn the violence. I condemn anybody involved in any incident involved in violence. It's that simple. We got to protect everybody. And I don't care whether you agree with somebody or disagree. Protect our police. You got to protect kids that are at this rally and older people that are at this rally. I said that in real time. I also said this in real time. Let me stop here and be crystal clear. Uh, Those who truly support President Trump, those that believe they are part of the conservative movement in this country, you do not, we do not support those that commit acts of violence. They, people we don't believe should be vandalizing our nation's capital, attacking the brave men and women that keep us safe in law enforcement. They don't storm the Capitol. They don't place pipe bombs at the RNC or anywhere else. And all of today's perpetrators must be arrested and prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Now, on top of 
getting an answer from Nancy Pelosi. Now, if this committee truly wanted answers, Nancy Pelosi would be one of their top witnesses. Why did you not agree to call up the National Guard? That was your obligation and your duty. And you knew that the massive crowds were coming to town. And whenever you have a big crowd, you know that there's going to be bad actors. The same questions need to be put to the D.C. mayor. And the fact that nobody wants to highlight that part of it, that that kind of is exculpatory for Donald Trump, just like when he said the words, many of you will now peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol so your voices can be heard. He said voices. He actually said the word voices. Look, it is everything that I said it is. Um, my prediction is they will not bring in the mayor. They will not bring in Nancy Pelosi. They've already determined their outcome. This is about bludgeoning Donald Trump. Uh, there, there's even an effort now. Uh, by the way, support and confidence in this committee is is plummeting greatly. People have just looked at the you know pure politics of it. Morning consult shows a dramatic decline in support and confidence in this committee. Uh, Democrats, actually, this was in the Hill, a handful of them and constitutional, quote, scholars and pro-democracy advocates are quietly exploring how a post-Civil War amendment to the Constitution might be used to disqualify Donald Trump from holding office again. What did I say this committee has been about from the beginning? Purging Donald Trump. Uh, calls for Congress to take steps to strip Trump of eligibility, which reached a crescendo after the after January 6th of last year, have since decreased. But those who remain engaged on the issue say discussions about applying Section 3 of the 14th Amendment have been ongoing. And you got radical leftists that are involved in that effort. You know, um, the other thing that they're trying to do here is is tie this notion that people that had problems we know for example that we had all these depositions all these whistleblowers people that signed sworn affidavits after the 2020 election saying they witnessed this irregularity that irregular nobody wanted to ever pay attention to them now prior when we had the ukraine impeachment everybody loved whistleblowers we praised whistleblowers we thought whistleblowers were the greatest people on earth apparently not not in this case because those are whistleblowers you know in other words you know, think back and uh, to twenty, uh, to the year two thousand. Remember, Supreme Court decides in December of of two thousand. You know that George W. Bush they they sided with his arguments. The vote counting stopped. The swinging, hanging, perforated, dangling, uh, Chad count that went on and seemingly forever. And what did Democrats say that George W. Bush was an illegitimate president? He wasn't elected legitimately. Democrats have done that. Guess who I have? Kamala Harris. Yeah, back in 2016, she called the election illegitimate. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president, she said. I actually have the tape of it. Do you want to hear it? When you win an election, you get to set the rules. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's a real what I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. So, again, as a member of the Senate Intelligence Committee, I will tell you that we should believe exactly what the intelligence community has told us, which is Russia did interfere in the election of the president of the United States in 2016.
Now, we now know that was all one big lie. It was all based on Hillary Clinton's bought and paid for dirty Russian disinformation dossier. And the lie was pushed by Democrat. Is, is that an, an effort to undermine democracy? Because that's what they're saying today. Kamala Harris is comparing what happened uh, January 6th last year to, to Pearl Harbor. We lost 2,400 people in Pearl Harbor. Wait till you hear my statistics. I'll give you on what happened in the summer of 2020. It'll blow your mind. Um, but she, and, and she even compared it to 9-11. The Biden Department of Justice refuses to release thousands of hours of videotape. Why? They need to be made public. That needs to be investigated. And all those people involved need to be held accountable. 800-941-SHAW. And, and let me tell you the other thing. They're trying to exploit this. The Democrats are. Um, and for the very purposes of now redoing voting laws, you see, they don't want voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody control. They don't want updated voter rolls. They don't want partisan observers to observe up close, start to finish. And in some cases, they even want illegal immigrants to be allowed to vote. That's, that's what Democrats want to use this for, which is sick and sad in and of itself. Had Nancy Pelosi and Mayor Bowser gone along with Donald Trump and called in the National Guard, this all could have been prevented. You would think the January 6th commission would be interested in that. Apparently not. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Uh, We will be joined by the former Pentagon chief of staff, who has already spoken of the January 6th committee, with a timeline and fact-based. Donald Trump authorized two days prior to January 6th, calling up National Guard troops, knowing that there were big crowds coming to Washington to protect the Capitol and Nancy Pelosi and Mayor Bowser uh, declined to sign the order and based on the chain of custody they had to sign off on it we saw this happen throughout the summer of 2020 as well they didn't want law enforcement why I, I, I can't give you any good explanation about that you know uh, we now have a situation where the Democrats now want to exploit this for political purposes, they can't talk about anything that Biden's done successfully because he hasn't done anything successfully. We got a 40 year high of inflation. We're paying more per gasoline than we paid in, in God knows how long. He's now reduced the world supply of energy by 40% from America, 40% of America's energy. He's begging OPEC and Russia to give us, you know, sell us more. That has artificially increased the price of energy for everybody. You see it at the pump. You're paying about a buck fifty more a gallon. You're paying more for every product you buy in every single store. Most Americans will pay close to a thousand dollars more to heat their homes this winter. You know they can't talk about that. They can't talk about the border. We had more people dead from COVID in 2021 than we did in 2020. You know Joe Biden. You know ran out of tests over Christmas. We we had no idea. We didn't expect the surge. How could you not expect it? We knew a new variant would follow Delta, and it did. Most Americans can't get a test, and they ran out of therapeutics. We never had a problem with therapeutics under Trump. He developed them, handed them off to Joe along with three vaccines. Unbelievable. These antiviral medicines, why, where, where's Operation Warp Speed for all of these things? It's unbelievable. So Democrats now will try to exploit all of this to get rid of the filibuster. And Mitch McConnell ripped Chuck Schumer for doing this. The things that, you know, Chuck Schumer himself said would lead uh, America to be a 
banana republic if we got rid of the filibuster and every other Democrat has said. And the double standard continues. I'm sorry, New York Post today in service of the insurrection lie. Democrats have pushed for harsh treatment of the rioters. To that end, the Justice Department says its probe of the actions that day is the largest in U.S. history. It's nabbed more than 700 people so far. Hundreds have been charged with entering a restricted federal building, assault, resisting arrest, obstructing an official proceeding. Indeed, uh, you know, we had Merrick Garland out there yesterday saying that this is the top priority of the Justice Department, and he's committed to hold all perpetrators at any level accountable under law, whether they were present that day or were otherwise criminally responsible. Despite all of that, uh, they have yet to find a single capital rioter charged with and charge him with armed assault or insurrection. Now, if you want to look at that day, we did lose five, what, they were January 6th, Ashley Babbitt, unarmed, former military, shot and killed inside the Capitol. You had a protester, Kevin Greeson, died of a heart attack. Benjamin Phillips, another protester, died of a heart attack. You had one other protester die of an accidental drug overdose. And then we have Brian Sicknick, 42, Capitol Police officer, died on 1-7, apparently a series of strokes. Uh, related to this, I don't know. I'm not a medical professional. Now, here's the question. With all the time and all the rhetoric and and all, using this, trying to exploit this for their war on democracy. What is the war on democracy? They want to change the voting laws and they want to they want to permanently institute the voting system of 2020, which is as many mail in ballots with with as few checks and balances as possible. The only problem they're running into it is a direct contradiction of what the Constitution outlines, that this is the state's responsibility, which we've discussed ad nauseum. That's the state's, and and they're the ones to choose. I think if you believe, and everybody should want, regardless of political party, election integrity so we have confidence in results, there are some things you need to implement. Voter ID is number one. For the 500,000 years Joe Biden mentioned, you know, represented Delaware, they've always had voter ID. They never had any drop boxes in Delaware. They never had any, you know, in-person early voting like in Georgia where they have 17 days. You know, you have very restrictive laws in in Georgia and not once, I'm sorry, in Delaware, and not once did Joe Biden lift a finger to change the laws in Delaware to make them less restrictive and make voting more accessible. But they liked what happened in 2020. And I think that I am getting a good read that there's some videos that are coming out. We'll see what happens. That are going to be very interesting if it does. Talking to people, sources, as I often do, as a member of the press, as a talk show host. Hannah, do you say you're not a journalist? You're right, I'm a talk show host. We do Straight news, I can produce thousands and thousands of hours on radio and TV. Straight news, no opinion. We do investigative reporting, Obama's radical associations, the, the Russia-Trump uh, conspiracy hoax, and we were, we were proven right on every point. We do investigative reporting. We do straight reporting. We do opinion. I don't hide who I am. I tell you straight up I'm a conservative, a registered conservative. And I tell you the people that I support and the people that I don't support. Can't be any more honest than that. We also do culture. 
We do sports. We, we talk about everything. In other words, what I do as a member of the press is like the whole I'm the whole package. Hannity, you said you're not a journalist. I'm not. I'm a talk show host. As a member of the press talk show host. I love how people don't know what I do for a living. It's pretty funny. Here are the numbers. Mayor Cities Chiefs Association released a report in the summer on the January six versus the summer of twenty twenty. They they released a report on the twenty twenty summer riots. Five hundred and seventy four official riots nationwide. Eighty seven hundred protests, but five hundred and seventy four riots. I'll focus on them. And they also reported injuries to thousands of police officers, some of them very severe. Um, when you look at the what happened on January 6th, 140 officers are injured. I don't want any injured officers ever. And people that injure law enforcement, we need really severe penalties for them. Um, now, for example, if you look at the summer of 2020, we had dozens of Americans die in the summer of 2020. I just mentioned the people that died on January 6th. Property damage, if you look at the summer of 2020, looting, arson damage, over $2 billion. Um, you had over 624 arsons that were reported. You had 97 police vehicles burned, looting, 2,385 incidents reported. You know, if you look at the property damage, it's it's unbelievable. Property damage on January 6th was, according to the Washington Post, 1.5 million is their estimate. The 2020 riots cost up to $2 billion in damage. And then you look at the reaction of prominent Democrats. Well, we got Kamala Harris. Remember, she was on with Stephen Colbert. Do we have... Do we have that tape? Let's they're play not that gonna now. Stop. They're not going to stop. And that's they're not. This is a movement. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. And and everyone beware because beware. they're not going to stop. It is going to they're not going to stop before Election Day in November. And they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't they're not going to let up and they should not. And we should not. They're not going to let up. They shouldn't let up. And we're not going to let up. Wow. June 1st, 2020, summer rioting. If you're able to chip in now to the at blah, 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 Freedom Fund to help post bail for those protesting on the ground in Minnesota. Protesting, they burned a precinct to the ground. Then then she tweets out January 7th. We have witnessed two systems of justice, one that lets extremists storm the Capitol yesterday, another that releases tear gas on peaceful protesters last summer. Simply unacceptable. They weren't peaceful protests. Otherwise, we wouldn't have thousands of injured cops and dozens of dead Americans and billions in property damage. The same with Joe Biden. You know, you have Congresswoman Presley during the summer rights. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. And unfortunately, there's plenty to go around. Then on January 6th, she tweets, I'm calling for at oversight Dems to immediately pursue and full uh, a full and transparent investigation into today's terrorist acts and those individuals and agencies that enabled them. <laughs> a little, you know, is rioting wrong? Why did I condemn it in real time on this radio program? Because rioting's wrong. It's a simple moral. It's not. A, it's not a complicated moral dilemma here. 
We condemned the rioting in the summer of 2020, and I condemned it in real time on this radio program and on my TV program later on January 6th that night. I'll show you on TV tonight. We just played some of it in the last hour. AOC tweets in May of 2020, late May, that um, reporting that the at CBP is sending predator drones over protests in Minneapolis. This is what happens when leaders sign a blank check after blank check to militarize police, CBP, etc., letting violence go unchecked. We need answers. We need to defund. January 7th, AOC, our republic is in great danger. And I can keep going on. Congresswoman Omar, June 9th, 2020, the American people have the constitutionally protected right to protest. Congress can't keep allowing the president to threaten our democracy by unleashing military power on protesters. We must check his power. January 6th, I'm safe, but heartbroken about what we are enduring at our nation's capital, running for our lives as members of Congress. It's really devastating and shocking. The question is, why didn't she believe that in the summer of 2020? Nancy Pelosi, June 4th, 2020, as Americans across the country peacefully protest and demand an end to racial injustice and police brutality, we have seen shocking development of various security officers with multiple jurisdictions at our nation's capital. Today, I wrote the president seeking answers. January 6th, last year, today's shameful assault on our democracy. You see the difference? If the, if, what it, what is, you know, if they want to investigate it, fine. Why'd you kick off Jim Jordan and Jim Banks from the committee? I'll tell you why they did. They did because and the former Pentagon chief of staff testified before the January 6th committee. The reason they don't is because there is an agreement. They're not going to bring up the fact or highlight the fact that Donald Trump signed an order to call up the guard Two days before January 6th, if the guard were called up, January 6th wouldn't have happened. The two people that needed to sign off on it legally, legitimately, because there's a chain of command and a process, Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of D.C., Bowser, they wouldn't sign off on it. And there, there is a paper trail with the actual with their actual signatures on it. Now, if you're investigating the cause of January 6th, which, again, I will repeat, can never happen again, just like the summer rioting of 2020 can never happen again. We know how to stop riots. We're capable if we have the will to do it. But they need to be called in as witnesses if they want to get to the truth. But the reality is they're never my prediction is they're never going to be called in. And the reason they're not going to be called in is because this committee is not about really getting the truth to the truth and to the bottom of how this even possibly happened and how it could have been prevented. They're not going to bring in Nancy Pelosi or the former mayor or the mayor of D.C. They're not going to ask them why, knowing after the rioting that took place the previous summer, knowing political tensions are high knowing that in every massive crowd you're always going to have troublemakers and rabble-rousers and bad actors, why didn't you sign off on it like President Trump did? 
Now, that would be pretty embarrassing to Nancy Pelosi and pretty embarrassing to the mayor of Washington, D.C. And now they want to use this, what, to get rid of voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody controls, updated voter rolls, partisan observers being able to observe the vote. They tried three or four times to sneak into the Build Back Broke Bill uh, amnesty for illegal immigrants. We know Vermont wants illegal immigrants to vote. We know in New York now they're passing legislation so that in local elections, illegal immigrants can vote. They don't want they don't want any of those checks that you need to get into the Capitol to see your congressman or senator or to see Joe Biden or any president or to get into the DNC convention. You need photo ID. I know because I've been to all those places. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. I got a lot more to say. And then we'll get to some of your calls. Uh, and then you're going to then we'll hear from the person that actually has the document that Donald Trump signed ordering up the guard that Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of D.C. would not sign. 